Welcome to the Barrel Room Chronicles. I'm Carrie Moynihan, a certified bourbon steward, former bartender, and all-around whiskey aficionado. I travel the world to explore whiskey from every avenue. For the last 20 years, I've been helping others tell their stories through television, film, and other media. But now, I'm taking my love for whiskey and my experience in the entertainment industry to uncover the fascinating stories of the water of life. So kick off your shoes, pour yourself a dram, and join me for this episode of Barrel Room Chronicles. It is five o'clock somewhere, and you've tuned into episode four of BRC. For those of you watching this episode on our website, YouTube, or Spotify, you're in for a treat, because in today's Whiskey Whereabouts, I'm live and in person at Frey Ranch in Fallon, Nevada. I'll catch up with Ashley and Colby Frey about their barrel room pick, their new single grain releases, and their glass candle upcycling program. Then in Tales from the Still, I'll be at the Still on the ranch when Colby gives me a private tour of the distillery. Lastly, I'll chat with Chef Louise Leonard about the Frey's new single grain oat whiskey in World of Wheezy. Stay with us. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. With everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, hi, guys. It's such a pleasure to be here on farm um, to a little whiskey whereabouts. Yeah, thanks for visiting us. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate thank you for it. making the trip. Well, as you know, we were trying to come on Saturday, mm-hmm. which seemed to be a very big day for you guys, but AD had a very a very bad uh, car yeah. accident, so yeah. we couldn't make it. But tell us tell us about Saturday. What was Saturday all about? Yeah, so, um, so on Saturday, we released the first of our single grain series, which is um, part of our innovation here on the farm. Um, we released 100% oat whiskey and then 100% wheat whiskey. And they're aged six and a half years, and we released them in... The fun little 375 bottles, which turned out great. That's awesome. So tell me, um, how many people were able to make it past the the freeway debacle? Oh, I don't think anybody did, to be honest. We had a lot of people coming from Sacramento, Mm -hmm. from San Francisco, San Jose, all over the place, and none Mm -hmm. of them could make it. So how many people actually got to be like came in from Nevada oh oh we had yeah we had a couple hundred people yeah for sure yeah there there was a line the first person showed up we didn't open until 11 the first person showed up at 6 45 a.m oh my (laughs) wow and that that was for the tasting room yeah yeah my goodness so how many bottles did you go through the tasting room that day oh oh um I think we sold close to 200 bottles of weed and like 175 of oat wow Yeah. yeah it's a lot that's awesome Plus yeah. the bourbon and rye, and people awesome. got to take the tour, um, which is always nice to show them around. Yes, the mm-hmm. tour is awesome. The tasting room is really nice, but it doesn't look like it could fit that many people. Yeah. So how, how far out was this line? Um, so we opened our doors an hour early whenever we do like a single barrel, or in this case, the single grain release. Mm-hmm. So we hold people at the door. Um, these are like our diehard fans. They just take a sip and they purchase. So nice. we're able to like cycle them through. Um, in that first hour, then when our normal tasting room hours start at noon, we can get our our visitors in, and it's just an overall better experience for everybody. Yeah, but yeah, like twenty five or thirty people in there. Okay, but yeah, that's, that's the same that's kind of, yeah. yeah, I'm noticing your little John Deere uh, wagon over there. Is mm-hmm. that is that one of your kids' former toys? 
No, so we wanted displays that kind of represented the ranch. For like and our the, retail partners. For retail, like yes. retail stores and everything. So we thought, what better way to do that than have a little yeah. mini tractor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we're, we're still like in the experiment phase. It was just an idea, so I got online and ordered it. Cute. But our, our, our son has a couple of those and even battery or electric ones that drive around and everything. Nice. Yeah, he nice. loves those. So right now, I was just, oh, that's what I was saying. Uh, I just noticed before I left LA that uh, I finally seen the, oh, uh, the bourbon in our yeah. liquor stores. Um, I, I didn't see the rye yet though, but I we know just the rye launched. Was, yeah, yeah, so we just launched the rye. It's an allocated product. So 80% um, of our production is in the bourbon, only 15% in the rye. Yeah. So um, when we do release it, it typically goes really fast. Yeah. Um, and and we also like, like I mentioned, it's release it like six months after the bourbon because right. we're a bourbon distillery. Mm -hmm. We don't want the rye to become the primary right. product. And so usually we'll mm -hmm. release in the market and then six months later we'll release the rye, which is about right now in L.A. So yeah. you should be Good. able to see Maybe some. when I get yeah. back there will be yeah. some. I do remember when we had you on the podcast before, um, you guys sent us a little sample and that rye was very good. Yeah. And I was yes. very sad that it was... So small. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I think that was all you had left because there wasn't. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, it sells, sells out fast. fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about these this whiskey range here and what you've got going on. So that's the new one. Mm -hmm. And then we have your rye. Your rye. This is a fun, um, you know, pour bottles. We don't throw them away. We upcycle them into things like these grain jars. Awesome. We also have the candle program in the tasting room where we use all the leftover glass. I but. tell everybody that's like a DIY bourbon bottle. It's like the <laughs> Ikea version where you got to do it yourself. That's awesome. Yeah. Very yeah. awesome. So tell me about this candle stuff. What's yeah. What's going on with the candles? So um, I started the candle program in the tasting room because I had a really hard time throwing bottles away. They're just so beautiful that it's, it's tough to put them in the garbage. Yeah. And um, I was able to find a company that um, can keep the label retained and actually turn them into candles. So we send them the bottles from the tasting room or we have a lot of customers that bring us back bottles now. And um, it's been a great upcycling program. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. And then this is our single barrel. So we do have a, a really fun single barrel program where we kick out some of our favorite barrels that show extreme characteristics. So maybe they're really fruity, maybe they're really earthy or woodsy or you know, that caramel bomb, and they go into our single barrel program, um, which are all store picks. Right. And, and they're all bottled at barrel proof. So right. like that one right there is 126.3 proof. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So out of all the barrels that you've done barrel picks for, mm -hmm. is there one that stood out for you that you were like, wow, yeah. I really don't want to sell this one. I want to keep it for us. Well, we did keep it. We <laughs> sold it in the tasting room. I mean, we didn't keep the barrel for us, but we kept it for our tasting room, okay. and it was... um barrel 589 and it was uh, just a cherry bomb oh, so good that. yeah oh, what about you what did you like I, I don't know i go all over the place but we had several that that i really liked mm -hmm. um a thousand one was really good that was, was like spicy it was like spicy and almost like earthy but also almost had like scotch characteristics to it, was it. Really nice. yeah it, yeah, it was um 420 was really good mm -hmm. um, this is number yeah, 20 this is number 22 which is um our first one Our ever. Our first, yeah. Very cool. I love how the, the label is backwards on this where it's yeah. black. Yeah, it just looks really nice and premium. It does. And then our rye whiskey is 100% rye, which to be rye whiskey, it only has to be 51% right. or mm -hmm. more rye. 100% is, is 100%. hard. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really hard. How many spillages over in the master uh, tank did you have? <laughs> a couple at the first. So. Some, some big ones yeah. that we've learned. Yeah, so it was really tough. One time we came, 
we, we thought we were going to be smart and put a little bit of anti-foam agent on the top of it. No. And went home, came back, and there was like three inches of rye, like slime, on the entire floor of the entire <laughs> barrel uh, fermentation room. Wow. Yeah. Eesh, that didn't work. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So tell us uh, what else is going to be coming down the pipelines for you now that you just had this big um, launch. What's the mm-hmm. next big thing? Anything before Christmas? Uh, nothing before Christmas. We've been really um, swamped. Um but as far as releases, I'm not going to, like, confirm it, but we may be doing a single barrel rye. Yeah, single yeah. barrel, barrel-proof rye, maybe, but maybe. that'll be next year. <laughs> that'll probably be the next one. And then we have all of our innovative innovative stuff. So, like, you know, a lot of people ask, are we going to do secondary aging in barrels, you know, barrel aging, secondary yeah. um, aging? And we don't – there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of really good ones. But for us, we want to showcase the grains that are in our whiskeys, and so we have – Five percent of our production is fun stuff like 100 percent corn, 100 percent wheat, 100 percent barley, 100 percent rye, um, and then we have 100 percent oat. We have Scotch styles where we smoke the the barley to kind of be as you know kind of a Scotch style whiskey. We have a quad malt where wheat, rye, barley, and corn are all malted uh, wow. in the in the in the whole mash bill. Um, we have corn malt. We have rye malt, we have a smoked oat and corn, we have five grain bourbons with oat as a fifth grain. Wow. We have four grain bourbons where we replace the wheat in our traditional mash bill with oats, one where we replace the rye in our traditional bourbon with oats, um, all kinds of fun stuff that we'll kind of have in the pipeline for the next few years. So the all malted one, do you malt those all together at the same time or no. you malt them individually? All individually, okay. yeah, we malt them individually, so it's malted corn, malted, it's a four grain, all malted in the same mash bill as our bourbon. So That's you can cool. kind of taste like what it, what does it taste like when all the grains are malted, you know, compared to not malted, and it's it's kind of fun to taste them and see the differences. Awesome. But a lot of those will be tasting room only, so people have to check out here. Yeah, mm-hmm. come yeah. out to Fallon. It's worth it's worth the trip, folks. I'm telling you. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for letting us come out today. Yeah, yeah you're thank you for coming. Up next, I'll take a private tour of the Frey Ranch Distillery in this week's Tales from the Still. From the beginning to the end of the whiskey-making process, Colby showed me where they make the magic happen. Our first stop was the malting house, where they use a malting drum rather than a floor to germinate the grains. We stop any future growth by drying it, which is what we're doing right now. This this ground's really warm. We're we're pumping in hot air to to dry and take the humidity out of the grain so it'll store for, for an extended period of time. Then we were off to the main production house, where the mashing, fermenting, and distilling takes place. Currently, the distillery has one mash tun, four fermenters, and a beer well. They also have a dewatering screw outside the building, where the spent grain is separated from the liquid and sent to the dairy across the way to feed the animals. In the same building, the still house sits proudly in front and can be seen through the tasting room windows. Here, one finds two column stills and one 1,000-gallon copper pot still. The Freys run their spirits through both column stills first to strip the alcohol from the mash, allowing them to put more per batch into the pot still where they cut the heads, hearts, and tails. They say this process allows them to get the quality of the pot still while also getting the volume of the continuous still. And from there, we were off to the rickhouses. 
The original rickhouse sits towards the front of the property and houses 1,456 barrels. When they outgrew that one, they added two more rickhouses behind it that hold 8,400 barrels each. We just pulled out a bunch of whiskey in these, these spots right here for our next batch of bourbon. In the back rickhouses, we saw the rows of barrels that had been recently pulled to create their next batch of bourbon. Yeah, these guys have some age marks on them. And finally, we concluded our tour in the tasting room where I got to taste some of these amazing spirits. So this is the 100% wheat. It's lovely. Yeah, it's Age six and a half years. It's got a good brick bottom to it. Yeah. It's delicious. This is like a Pepe Namuco style. You really taste the oak in there too, huh? Yeah. I think our extreme aging, that hot summers and cold winter, is really making it age good. faster than it really does. It's a nice leg on that. I love legs. Probably noticed from the podcast, I talk about the, leg, the legginess of my drinks. <clears throat> That's that non-chill filter really keeps a lot of that those oils in there. And it, it went through a crazy transformation. Right after we, we distilled it, it tasted like blueberries. Like wow. six months later, it started tasting like bacon. Six months after that, it started tasting like oatmeal cookies. And now it's got this really like earthy kind of oatmeal yeah, flavor, right, yeah. and like, like especially the nose. You should have a I think it'd be fun to do a, a vertical where we have like a no age, six months, one year, two year, you know. That's fantastic. It's also age six and a half years. Is that interesting and different, huh? Mm -hmm. This gentleman in Ireland is doing his PhD in ghost whiskey. Oh, uh -huh. And He's gone back and got all the recipes, not all, but like as many as he could find of Irish whiskeys. So he had all these recipes, and he said, You'd be surprised how many were oat based. And I was like, What? Yeah. So I think back then, yeah, back then it had a lot to do not only with flavor, but also with what was grown here. Mm -hmm. You know, you couldn't haul it in from around the world or across the country or anything like that. So if somebody was growing oats nearby, they used oats, you know, or wheat or rye or whatever. You. This is the rye. And this is 100% rye? Mm -hmm. And is this part of the single grain series as well? It is. But uh, we didn't bottle it in small barrels. Bottles. Oh, you did But I think we're going to because then we can have maybe like a. Eventually we can have like a six pack. Mm. Like this a, is great too. We really wanted to bottle 100% rye because then you can taste it and know exactly what mm -hmm. you're tasting. Versus if we put other grain in there, kind of wonder what. What flavor profiles contributing to what? Right. This is this is 100 percent right. Okay, let's play with the proof on this. 100 proof. Bottled and bottled. Ah, B and B. Yeah. It's funny when we do when we make oat, uh, we get two bottles per batch. That's that's a 5,000 gallon bottles? tank. Two I'm sorry, two barrels. Oh, so I'm like, yeah, damn, two bottles. That's, that's a really low. No, I'm sorry. Two two barrels. When we do bourbon, we get 11 barrels per batch. So the yield is so low, it's so expensive to make because oats are actually 60% holes. Holes are like the protective coating around the grain itself. And so we just don't get much yield out of the oat itself. 
how many different expressions do you put oats in? Um, so we have a smoked oat rye that we haven't bottled yet. We have a five grain bourbon with oat in it. We have four grain bourbons with oat in replace of the wheat, and we have four grain bourbons with oat in place of the rye in our traditional bourbon recipes. So quite a few. That's all. But it's it's a fun grain. It's totally different than anything else. And when was that smoked oat? Probably in two years. So we made that probably four years ago. Yeah. I'll be back before that. I'll be definitely back too. Yeah. World of Wheezy is up next. Stay with us. If you like what you've seen on BRC, you'll love what's coming soon in the Barrel Room Parlor. As a member, you'll have exclusive access to various spin-off series, including The Cutting Room Floor and the Telly Award-winning series Kindred Spirits. To create your membership, visit www.barrelroomchronicles.com and click on Become a Member. Once you have chosen your membership level, you'll be able to enjoy all the extra content it has to offer. You'll even be able to participate with the show by commenting on videos and other posts. Don't wait. Sign up today for exclusive content in the Barrel Room Parlor. Hey, Louise. Nice to have you back. How are you doing today? I am great. Great to be here. How are you, Carrie? I'm good. Well, as you know, over the holidays, I got to go to Fallon, Nevada and visit Ashley and Colby Frey. So I got to go there and uh, Colby gave me this great tour. Then uh, I had to sit down with both of them, kind of recapping some stuff since the last time we talked to them on Spirits of Whiskey. And then uh, Colby and I went to the tasting room and I got to taste all these new expressions that they have out. So I was able to come back with a tiny little 375 bottle because that's all they have sold because it's a very you know small batch, very small batch of the oat whiskey. So I thought I'd see what you thought of it. I loved it. I think this is the first oat whiskey I've probably ever had. I, you know? I'm, I'm pretty positive that's the case. It was it was super interesting. It was familiar. Like I tasted it, I'm like, okay, this is this is familiar, but it's just the, a little bit different, let's yeah. say. And I immediately, upon tasting it, it, it was I felt like there was a nice little sweetness to it. It was very drinkable to me, and I immediately thought okay, it's made from oats and why not have it in a breakfast porridge? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I was hoping you'd say that. Like, why not? I mean, I think if you got some really good steel cut oats, you could even mix some steel cut oats with other grains. I like millet, you know, there's all Mm -hmm. different types of grains that that you can have, you know, other than just oats. But Clearly, we want to have some oats in that porridge. So I was thinking, you know, of a breakfast porridge, just simmered down with some of this whiskey in the water and the oats and some cream and let that simmer and get all delicious. And then, you know, then I'm like, well, why not just double up on the whiskey and saute some fruit? I mean, it could be any type of fruit, berries, whatever it is you like, could be apples. You know, I, I remember as a kid, we always had, we would go to the apple orchard. And so we always had a lot of apples in, in the fall. And my mom would cook them down with a whole bunch of butter and cinnamon and sugar. Oh. And then we would put that on top of 
oatmeal. That sounds so great. we kind of ate it on a lot of things. It was, it was multi-purpose. Like sometimes we would eat it, we would eat it with like pork chops in a savory way, but then in the morning it would just be with oatmeal. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if you cooked some apples with some of this whiskey also, and you had the whiskey porridge plus the whiskey apples. Oh yeah on top of it and a lot of butter and a lot, you know, I mean, I like maple syrup on oatmeal, but brown sugar is great or honey or whatever type of sweetener. I mean, molasses, sorghum, all of that. You know, and I was, what I was thinking, as you said, maple syrup, I was totally thinking of that Pappy and Company uh, syrup that we talked about on Spirits of Whiskey. Yes. That stuff would be amazing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I like to keep things funky from time to time. I think the addition of even hot sauce would be kind of interesting as well. So you would have, you would have the earthiness of the oats and you would have the sweetness from the apples and like a little touch of chili, like, like a fresh, like Fresno chili or any t- whatever your favorite hot sauce is, would be great too. Like, especially with maple, like chilies yeah. and maple are really good together. My niece got me a couple different um, whiskey flavored hot sauces for Christmas and I've been having a lot of fun experimental stuff going on with those. It's pretty fun. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really enjoyed this oat whiskey. It was, it was a, certainly a unique experience in my whiskey sampling these days. Yeah. You know, and when I was at, at the distillery, I was telling Colby when we were drinking, you know, we're drinking at the tasting room. I said, oat whiskey. I said, that's so crazy that you just came out with one because I just interviewed for episode two, Mr. O'Connor, who is actually researching ghost whiskeys of Ireland, basically all of the, the stuff that was, you know, lost after, you know, after prohibition and the wars over there and, and their Irish whiskey just went down from, you know, hundreds of distilleries to, to three. And he's researching all of these things. And he said, there's, they, they used to use a lot of oats. And I was like, what? And then it was like, literally like a couple of weeks after I talked to him that I went up to, to Fallon and I was like, oh yes, I want to try this because I was totally intrigued when I talked to Vanon about it. So very glad that I was able to, to taste it. And I kind of want to send a sample over to Vanon and see what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense, especially in Ireland. I mean, that's, there's a lot of oats that are grown there, you know, um, it, to me, it makes absolute perfect sense. And also just from a cooking perspective, you know, in recent years, um, I have seen on a lot of restaurant menus, a lot more savory applications Mm -hmm. of oats. So savory porridges with, you know, served with meat or seafood or, or whatever. And, and that could easily be done with this whiskey as well. You know, that's, that's, I think for a lot of people, probably easier to wrap their head around than if you were to say, Hey, who wants some oatmeal at eight o'clock in the morning? It's got whiskey in it. <laughs> I know. <right>. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> next time we're having on our <laughs> typical Monday before work, but listen on the weekends and you've, you've had a hard there, there week, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I know. Sometimes I kind of miss the lockdown because, you know, any time of day was good, but now it's like, Oh, we're back to work. We have to kind of Yeah, I I think people definitely were much looser about their, um, you know, their five o'clock hour. (laughs) What was acceptable, and and the it's five o'clock somewhere, which is true. Uh, Well, that is that is my opening line for this show. It's five o'clock somewhere, and you've tuned in to Barrel Room Chronicles. I think you do you, and if you doing you means having some whiskey oatmeal in the morning, then you do you, boo. That's it. Yep. I think, uh, oh, is tomorrow Saturday? Oh, um, no. But this Saturday, I think I'll try that. That sounds good. (laughs) All right, Louise. Well, next time we have you on, we are going to talk about Colorado whiskey. There's a great Colorado whiskey from 291 Distilleries, 
And they have this fantastic rye. And I know you and I are both big rye lovers. So I sent you over the rye. So next time we get together, we'll talk about that. And um, it's great to have you back on the show. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Looking forward to it. I'll see you soon. For show notes on today's episode, please visit www.barrelroomchronicles.com. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. If you really liked it and want to show your support, buy us a whiskey through our Kofi site. If you work in the whiskey industry or run a whiskey bar or club, and you'd like to be featured on Barrel Room Chronicles, register to be a guest through our website. Thanks for joining me. And until next time, Salonjava. Barrel Room Chronicles is a production of First Real Entertainment and is distributed by Anchor FM and is available on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.